Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Labbrooks are currently supporting this podcast by giving you up to £50 of free bets when you sign up and enter the promo code LAD50. Just click the link in the podcast description to get it now. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. You will notice that I am not Fergus Craig. Fergus, Fergus Craig is dead. <laughs> you don't need him anymore. You've got me, Paul Doolan, and opposite me, Dave Watson. Hello. And I actually thought Dave was hosting today. So no fucking chance. No way. The reason I sound like I've not prepared anything is because I haven't. Dave, how are you? Pretty good. Yeah. Good, yeah, good. Yeah. Okay, should we start with the game away at West Ham? Yeah, I think that's, you know, tradition. Let's it is tradition. Let's talk about the game. Did you watch it? I did watch it, yes, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> it was oh, not good. It no. was not. I don't know about you. I felt like it It felt like a game from the tail end of last season. Yeah. The whole yeah. performance. How the, did you feel? Well, so I went into it with quite high expectations of performance. I, I, I wasn't sure that we were going to get something from the game. I just thought that um, we There was maintain. an air of optimism yeah. before the game, I think, yeah. generally. But I have to say that... So they set up um, to... A, it was... You know this term, game management? Yes. So it was very clear that Billich had set them out to say, right, in the first 10 minutes, we're going to really go at them. And then um, if we're fortunate and if we do get something out of the game, then we're just going to sit back. But they're a very strong counter-attacking team. They're well. immensely powerful on the counter-attacking All team. their points have come against supposedly stronger teams in that way. Yeah. Well, not all their points, but all their best performances. And you look at the, the performances uh, where they've let themselves down. Um, Leicester and Bournemouth? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that was when the two teams went there on the counter. So they went like so the, the teams that went there to get something from the game, going to West Ham, sat back. And it took a moment of individual genius from Di- uh, from Dimitri Payet to get past us. And I honestly, maybe maybe it's bias. I don't care. Um, if that had gone wide, I don't think we would have been in as bad a, a, a situation as we were. I think that we would have 
it, I still don't think it was going to be a good performance because you could see in the first 10 minutes they just weren't up for it. Yeah, my problem, I, I think it was a good goal, but it could have been stopped. I think it was a very good finish, technically, mm. but there was no closing down in the move up to it. I thought overall there was no intensity from us when it yeah, came to I, defending. I, I, I'm not going to use the excuse of us not being warmed up. That's what I wanted to ask, yeah. because a lot of people on Twitter were making the point of us not having the warm-up. I mean, you're a grown man, you're a professional I am athlete, a grown man, not, carry on. Okay. They are grown men, they are professionals, they should be... Like, it shouldn't take them a ten-minute jog around the the the, the pitch to so warm what, up. It's, what actually happened? Because I heard they oh, had to an, walk yeah. the last mile. Yeah, it was an stadium. accident in East London, and uh, that caused a sufficient traffic jam that they had to walk the final bit <laughs> to make sure that they got there on time. And it's... Like, yeah, it's silly, and they looked a bit stupid doing it, but that's a warm-up. Yeah, it was interesting to hear Gary Neville on Sky Sports saying he preferred it when they'd arrive late rather than early. In terms of match preparation, he thought if you arrived too too early, it would be far worse for you than arriving late. I think, yeah, I think arriving far too early is terrible. Arriving nine days early in the changing room. (laughs) Still, yeah. I don't think that... Rubbing deep like, eating. Oh, to each other. The No, the the arriving there like 10 minutes, 15 minutes before, like after they're supposed to or whatever. I, I, don't, I don't buy that that's enough of yeah. an excuse to, to warrant the lack of self-belief. Because when the first goal went in, if they were up for it, we would have been at them from that point. And we weren't. It took us a while to, to build up and, and yeah. to, to get to the point where... One thing I wanted to say is Fergus, who's no longer with us, um, he decided... He's up there. We <laughs> miss you, little guy. We miss you. <laughs> he said that uh, he was concerned about the the, the little um, possession we had in the first four games. Mm. And he, that was a genuine... He was like, I, I want to see us on the ball. We had 61% possession this game. 61%. And we didn't <laughs> doing do, nothing we didn't with it. We fuck all with it. It's not it reminded about... me, do you remember a few seasons ago, we played Swansea. Yeah. I think it was when they had Loudrup, and we, I think we had about 30% possession and beat them. Yeah. And there were Swansea fans saying, we've been found out. Yeah. It felt like that. I mean, we we had no penetration. No. At all. I think, I think so that's that's one thing I was going to come on to, is that the, the front three, uh, Tovan, Sissoko and Cissé, had terrible games. Yes. Tovan was anonymous. I, I can't remember him doing anything. At least Sissoko, I saw a couple of like lung-bursting runs and a couple of attempted crosses. And Cissé had with the... With Sissoko, though, for me... It was annoying. He's such a fast... He's the quickest player we've got. He's the fastest player in the league. Yeah. yeah. And he's set up perfectly <laughs> for counter-attacking. Yeah. Anytime we had a counter-attack and he got the ball, he would just stop with it mm. and allow West Ham to get back and get yeah. their shape. And we can't we can't exploit a team. With Cissé up on his own, we can't exploit a fully sort of figured back four or back five. No. No, especially when they're not playing with a back four or back five. They're playing with a back eight. Yeah. And they're just... I mean, uh, Dimitri Payet is a quality player and he can launch the balls forward to unleash Victor Moses and unleash... Um, is it Sacco? Yeah. Yeah. To unleash them. He can do that because he's that good. I honestly... I think he's one of the buys of the season. I think that if we'd played... 
Um, if we'd managed to see out the first 10 minutes of the game without conceding, uh, I think if we'd built into the game more and the, we'd managed to get the, the fans on the back and if we'd managed to pull them out of the, the system that they're in where they're very much set up, as Leicester and Bournemouth did, I think we could have got something from that game. Yeah. But I think the, the players let the system down because I think the system can work if there's sufficient. I think we'll movement. come into specific parts of our lineup and what didn't work in yeah. a minute. But I think the key thing is if you're playing this West Ham team this season in particular, you can't concede the first goal. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, then they're such a good counter attacking team, they're going to pick you off. It's so quick. And. Well, there were a few things that made it feel like last season. There was a lot of long balls up to Cissé, who was the worst striker for for (laughs) playing that tactic. Even Perez is better at holding up the ball than than Cissé. Perez, when he came on, looked strong enough to actually hold up a football. It's not just the strength, though. It's It's the two or three feet that you move towards the ball, away from the ball, to the side or whatever, to, to unnerve the defence mm. or like at least put at least give them something to think about that Perez does. So Perez yeah. never asks for the ball into feet. He always, you, you'll see him, he always receives it where he has to move a couple of yards either side because that, that gets the, the defender questioning what's happening next. Cissé, he can't hold the ball up and he's no. just... I mean, he floated around, he was coming deep to pl- collect the ball... But as soon as he's got the, he hasn't got a first. I watch. would argue that was one of his worst games, if not his worst game in a Newcastle shirt. Uh, yeah, so. yeah. Perez seems to understand that thing of if you're if you're trying to hold up the ball, you have to put your body between the <laughs> ball and the defender. Yeah, that's yeah. You have to at least make them value. Cisse was just flinging legs out. And oh, it's just he just doesn't have a first touch. It was a little depressing. Yeah, yeah. And really the was. other. Thing we seem to, Mbemba, who I didn't think had a bad game, took on the Mike Williamson role of long ball centre back. Yeah, I, th- I think that was at more least out he of can the, actually yeah. pass. I think that was but. more out of the the two defensive central midfielders that we've got, uh, Nita and Colback. They both had poor games. This is what I wanted to come on to because I don't think Vernonita had that poor a game. In a way, his distribution I thought was quite good. And he at least made forward passes mm. along the ground. Yeah. And a lot of them came... I thought Jack Colback had a terrible game. But Anita, yeah. Anita, who in the past I have often said I have no idea what he does, he looked actually quite decent. Oh, he's, te- he's technically competent and he's... You know, he recycles the ball quickly. But I think the reason that Mbemba was going along is because... Uh, Nita and Colback didn't have a good game. Vinaldum didn't have a like. Vinaldum didn't get on the ball. No. Uh, Sissoko was terrible. Tovan was anonymous. And Cisse, whenever you sent the ball along, like a close pass to him, like even if it was a gentle pass to him, he was miscontrolling it. So Mbemba's only options were to Yanmat, who was um, just. He was a star that game. I thought he was. He was I, the best player on the pitch for he us. He was good, but. When his shot on goal, put your foot through it. I know. He you, just, you can't have a goal at a, at a right-footed right-back who's, who's having to take a shot on He had our most shots on target. He did. Three, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's depressing, but that's not his yeah. fault. No, I agree. He was, he was having to do the job because the, the, the two wingers that played in front of him, because Sissoko and Toban swapped, 
they were doing nothing. So that's why he and Haidara yeah. actually had decent games. There was no movement. they were on the ball and attacking. No. Which is, like, Colback and Anita, I would say Colback especially, had bad games. Mm. But I would say some of that was, there was just nothing to aim for. No. You look at other teams when we're playing them, there's movement. They yeah. can act, we weren't stretching them, we weren't moving, there was no attempt to kind of find space. It was just, this is the positions we're taking. And when you saw Perez, uh, De Jong, and uh, who else came on? It was Perez, De Jong, and Aaron's. Aaron's. As soon as they came on, there was movement. Vijnaldum yeah. started getting on the ball more. Sissoko got on the ball more. And it looked like, I mean, it didn't, it, there were a couple of times where the right there was we were like one pass away from a chance yeah um, but i this is what i was going to come on to because i thought the substitutions all made a difference in their own way mm. i think de jong I've, I've got a big thing for de jong i think he should be starting <laughs> but he seemed to link the midfield and attack whereas they seemed like they'd never our front four looked like they'd never played together yeah in the first half in the start of the second half how they haven't really though but they've trained so, so together. Like, yeah, they've trained together, but then... <laughs> they look like they'd never met, I think <laughs> was the problem. Yeah, well, I, I, look at, I look at the West Ham game, and it was a classic game of a counter-attacking side taking advantage of a side that seems to be low on confidence. I'm not sure. I think that West Ham team, the way they weren't playing particularly well, and the crowd was getting on their back when they weren't scoring a second. They were there for the taking, I think, in a way. I think the crowd was getting on their back because they didn't understand the, the game management that Slavin Bilic was employing, which he was... He's quite... Game management, very big. <laughs> it's, it's very on track. very in right now. Um, he knew that, like... Get, that's why we had 61-62% possession, is because we can have as much fucking possession as we like as long as we don't get through... And as long as when we do... I mean, the, the second goal came from a, a hour free kick because yeah. they counted it so well. Um, all But that's... We've got form for that mm. over the last few seasons. What, being Conce- the- Conceding from our own corners and free kicks. I think the... the we the, do tend to yeah. overcommit. Yeah. And... I th- yeah. It's just Individually, Anita yeah. was... Well, Anita wasn't necessarily poor. He just wasn't quick enough to keep up with Victor Moses. But then, don't leave yourselves... That I'm, outnumbered. I'm, I'm not that being mismatched. funny, but how many players in the Premier League are quick enough to keep up with Victor Moses that are playing outside the top six? But then don't overcommit in numbers yep, for a corner or free no, kick, no, no, and I then you can that. have three players back and make him not have a one-on-one sprint <laughs> with your defenders. So who will you play next? Well, this next is what I to come on to. Yeah, I don't want to talk about West Ham anymore because it's done. It's done. We lost, and we're it's, bottom of the league. Yes, we are. So, yeah, well, we're only bottom of the league on, like, I think it's goals scored. It's not even goals, goal difference. It's just goals We're still scored. bottom. Yeah, but bottom it's, is it's, bottom. The, it's the first five games of the season. We're not going to get relegated. And people who are saying that, oh, we're, we're even below Sunderland. I don't care. Sunderland, Sunderland have taken fanny all points all season, and they've had a much easier start than us. And they've got all of the top five to play. And so that's 10 games. But they'll just sack their manager before they play us. They might sack them. But even if they sack the manager before they play us, they're still, I, I still... Like, I wrote it down. I can't remember what I put down. But basically, the, the number of points that they're likely to get, given how many points they take per season over the last, like, five or six seasons, they, they average a point a game. Roughly. Just over a yeah. point a game. So... They've already played five, and they've got two, and they've still got ten games 
to play against the top five teams where they're, they're not likely to get anything from it. They'll get like maybe, what, seven or eight points from... The other, the more telling statistic, I can't remember where I saw this. The seven or eight, yeah, sorry. The other day, since the start of 2015, the only team in worse form in the whole of England than us is Blackpool. So, yeah, but then we're not... You can prove anything with facts, Dave. Yeah, because we're not under John bloody Carver anymore. No. Like, he took us on the worst run of our history. And people are saying, oh, well, look what happened when he got rid of Pardew. Look what we replaced him with. Like, Speaking it, of which, I wanted to talk uh, to you no, about this. No, no, shut up. Because I went to the Crystal Palace Man City game at the weekend. Of course you did. A friend managed to get me a ticket. Yeah. And <laughs> I really wished you were there. <laughs> just for, The first half hour, I would say, was just a non-stop stream of Alan Pardew's Red and Blue Army. The Crystal uh, Palace they, fans. I've honest, they love him so much. <laughs> Good. They can keep him until he gets the England job, and once he gets the England job, everybody can be aware of the fact he's a terrible manager. Yeah, but Dave, it's Pards. <laughs> it's Pards, isn't he's it? He's fucking shit. He is shit. You know he's shit. I know. The thing I found weird is the Palace things, the Palace fans that I was with had the same thing I had when Pardew was doing well with us, of being... We know he's a twat. He's clearly, mm. like, an awful guy. But he's doing well. Yeah. He's, he's a hero, though. It's, wait, it's frightening. Wait until he goes on a four or five game losing run, which he will do. But he at the moment, do. he's in a Champions League place. They were all, they narrowly oh, my God, Leicester are in a Champions League I know, place. I, let's, let's, let's just take stock of the fact it's only five games in. Yeah. And let's not... Get excited. Let's move I'll, on from Alan Pardew, then. Please. And let's okay. bury the prick. So, in terms of lineup for the next game, the changes I would make based yeah. on that game, I think I think you have to drop Sissoko and Colback, yeah. or it sends them a message that... They're they undroppable. Get, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think we've, we've got the strength on the bench now to actually mm. not be weaker if we drop... Even... Even against West Ham, I found myself missing Obertan from the start of the season. <laughs> the pace, the pace that that kid's yeah. got. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. And I personally, I'd play De Jong, I'd play Aaron's, I'd play Tovan on the right. Hmm. Who do you play? Uh, so Aaron's on the left. De Jong. I would go. Off. I'd keep the four-two-three-one or whatever it is we yeah. play. I'd go the same back four. Anita and Wijnaldum. Hmm. I'd go Tovan on the right, Aaron's on the left, De Jong in the middle, and Perez over Cisse. Can't can't argue with I that. I think because... Perez just showed he's he can do something when he comes on. He can link yeah. up with other players. And I think if you play him alongside a clever footballer like Cian De Jong, like I, I don't think he's I, he's like a technically better Kevin Nolan. He's slow yeah. as fuck. He's not going to contribute anything to the defensive side of the game he's Agreed. he's just he's just a clever technical player it's like like a teddy sheringham kind of thing you play him alongside somebody like perez who makes the right runs and who is technically competent enough and quite skillful and flairful yeah. and, and and that then you will see goals in that and i but think he all- seems to have footballing intelligence as well like who, the, de young yeah. the idea of him being on the pitch makes me feel I guess it makes you feel safer, but that sounds weird. <laughs> like more calm. Yeah, more, yeah, you get the feeling like he can actually yeah. settle players down. And we seem to have a lot of players who, when things start going badly, chuck the towel in. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, we need someone on there that 
can actually show a bit of leadership. Well, that's that's one thing I think that we. I'm not going to go back into it too much, but one thing that we were lacking in West Ham is when that goal went in from Payet, the first goal. Um, the heads dropped, and what you want then is for your your centre half, who's been at the club for a long time, who's yeah. a, who's an experienced Premier League defender and stuff, to grab them by the um, the, uh, the the scruff of the neck. And it's not in the, his makeup, though. I, think. I don't want him to wear makeup. I want him to wear <laughs> war paint. Just, just more less transvestites in the league. <laughs> Here we well, go. You, hey, I don't agree with that. I'm I'm all Fair about enough. the LBG. I I agree with that, but I think generally, what's quite disheartening about that is when we've gone behind previously this season. It felt like we were no longer the team that's heads dropped. It felt like we mm. actually were able to come back. Yeah, like the Southampton game, yeah. for example, we absolutely we showed actual character and game management. I'm going to say <laughs> it. it's, it's the new yeah, buzzword, did. kids. I, I just I look at CMD on, and my concern is I don't I don't think he work with Mitrovic, and I think Mitrovic yeah, is our I, first choice striker. So if we're not going to play, I think the I think the the ideal. For, for McLaren is for Sissoko to play well and to play on the right, for Tovan to play well and play on the left, Vinaldum to play in the hole, Mitrovic to play up front, and Kolbach and Anita to play alongside each other. I personally don't think that would work. I think we're better yeah. off with a playing well Teote, a playing well Sissoko, a playing well Vinaldum, a Tovan and Ahrens, and yeah, Mitrovic up front. I think Kolbach needs. To just to be shot. dropped to show that he's he can't walk into that team. Yeah, yeah, I, like I Soko. And I would say that we we still have. So McLaren did say it's three windows. So judge him on three. Like judge him on three windows. Well, ten games and three you can windows. say that, but it's you don't often get the luxury. Fans aren't. You know what football fans are like. If you're bottom of the table after ten games, they're not going to say well, he's got two windows left. So no, but if you say, like because I. I I agree with you that it's short-sighted to go, we're bottom of the league after five games. We've still picked up one more point from those games than we did last season yeah. from the same ones. So yeah. I don't think it's a time for panic, but then last season wasn't the Brilliant. most successful season no, no, we've no, ever no. But it's, it's, it's um, Jesus, like it's, it is a transition. Like everybody bitches and moans about it being a transitional season every season. But to be honest, this one truly is. Because the first one with a new manager... For five years. Five years? Uh, well, it depends how you define manager. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. Uh, the first one since then, it's the first season where the, the stated ambition has been kind of backed up in the transfer window. You know, because yeah. they said like, oh, we, we want to finish as high up in the league as possible and we want to go for the Cups and all we're going to do is sign Anita. And th- like, but this time, they've actually said, we, do want, we, we, we accept that we've made mistakes, blah, 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 which is... Probably just lip service, but they have actually spent. I'd say quite off, a the, bit of money off the pitch, yeah, it's felt like there's been a change, which is why I think with the first four games there's been patience and mm. we felt more optimistic, yeah, despite bad results. But this, the West Ham result in particular, well, not the result, but the performance. I think we could have lost to West Ham and played as well as we have this Previously, season, yeah, and people would still have said, "Let's be I patient." Know, I think people are starting to think. This looked a lot like the yeah. exact same failings of last year. I, I think I think this was a bad day at the office. Yeah, and 
teams that are not in the top six. You're saying it's the traffic delay's fault. I agree, yeah. <laughs> Let's blame it on that. Fuck off, no. <laughs> no, it's just that uh, everybody, every team has bad days at the office. You're, gonna, you, yeah. you're going to see Everton lose at home to a Watford or a Bournemouth or a, or a Norwich or something like that because they have a bad day at the office. Or they're going to go away to West Ham and get absolutely hammered because they have a bad like. Teams Which brings us on six. to our yeah. next home game, Watford. Watford. Yeah. What do you think happens if we have a bad day at the office there? Or can we afford to? Yes, because it's still only six games into the season. And I know the next two fixtures after that are like the Man next City two and league Chelsea. is Chelsea and Man City. But even after all those league fixtures, so we'll be eight games into the season and we're in the bottom three. We're still going to finish around about 12th because there's still too much quality <laughs> at our side. And you remember last season when everybody was wetting their bed about, oh, we're definitely going down. I'm like, no. I have a legitimate bladder problem again. Yeah. <laughs> we thought we kept that off air. No, you, you piss your bed. That's what happens. Um, we'll be f- we, we're not going down. There's too much crap in the league. And it's five games into the season. And I'm not saying that you are, but genuinely on Twitter, I have seen people say, well, if we don't win against Watford, we're definitely going down. No, we're not. Grow up. We'll, was we'll it, pick up points. Judging by your impression, it was one of the hairy bikers <laughs> that was saying that. I don't know the difference between the two of them, so well. it could have been. Um, we're still going to, like, this is not the, so the, a lot's been made about uh, the stated ambition was eighth, and we're never going to get eighth because we've already, we're already five, five games in, and we've only got two points, and we've not won, and we haven't scored a goal in, and all this kind of stuff. No, the eighth was the state of our ambition in the same way as winning a cup was. We want. What to do you think's the the legitimate ambition then? Where do you think we should realistically be looking to finish? I think bearing those, in right, mind so we've got the third was, highest net spend in the uh, transfer right. window. So that so you've got three different issues there. Okay. I'll deal with the net spend <laughs> I'm in a minute. Sit back and <laughs> the where do I think is a realistic... What do I think is a realistic ambition for this season? Yes, please answer the question. Oh, right. <laughs> I think it's improvement. And improvement can be seen in performance. Put a league figure on that, though. I don't think you can. Sorry, I'm grilling you. No, 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 I don't think you can because... I mean, we finished 15th last season, right? And we finished 15th because... Uh, was, it was 15th. Um, I think... So, yeah, it was... Yeah. It was 15th. It was a miraculous 15th. But, yeah, so we finished 15th. It was 15th. escape to 15th. So is 14th to be thought of as a... Well, If it's an, it's an improvement. We finished the league point. If we play worse than we did last season throughout the league, but somehow because of poorer teams below us, we accrue less points, less wins, less goals, and yet we still finish 14th because other teams are more shit. Is that an improvement? No. But I think you have to say, when you're playing... 38 games yeah that's quite it will level out to show the level you're at i think uh i would say because we finished i'd fifth. say the league at the we end of the fifth. season is generally a good indicator of which team was best and which was worst and I, all the bits in between I, well no i would say that the the league after 30 Apart from games, when we finished second in 95 because <laughs> we were definitely the best we were team. the best in the no league, the, the the league shows you who was probably the best and the second best and it probably shows you who are the worst three or four. The stuff in the middle is, it's not as accurate. Because we finished fifth under Pardew. There is no way we were the best, the fifth best team in that league. League doesn't lie. It fucking does, and it does all the time. <laughs> Chelsea, Spurs, Everton all had terrible seasons by their standards. 
That's why we finished fifth. As much as we had a good season and we were quite fortunate with like everything bar swung his boot out and everything sweet say swung his boot out. But actually, we weren't that good. We weren't fifth. We weren't as good as like the the fifth back in the day when everybody like when um, we played well in Man City, Man U played well in Chelsea and blah blah blah. Yeah. Not, we weren't that okay, good. Okay, but that's not going to be any comfort if we go down because teams in the relegation areas have had better seasons than they expected. You still have the league is the ultimate. Right, decider. right. But you asked me what's an improvement, and I would say what 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 am I looking for? If you for? had yeah, to yeah. pick a number in the league, so where do I think we'll finish up? Probably twelfth. Around about 12th, I think that, that'll be fair because I think um, teams like uh, Leicester are going to finish higher than anybody expected them to. I think West Ham will as well. I think Crystal Palace have started very well and w- even if they do tail off, which I expect them to, I still think they'll finish quite high. Well, teams that overachieve in the first half of the season usually tend to underachieve in the second. Like yeah. Leicester last season started really well. And, and then, nearly went yeah. There. yeah. But then they picked up like in yeah. the last year. So I would say 12th, I would say an improvement will be in the style of play, the the kind of football that we're playing and all the rest of it. And also, the, to be honest, like having a better relationship with the fans will be a good thing. I think the, um, what was the final thing you asked me? I can't remember. Because it was okay, let's move on. We're, we're running out of time. I'm working from an itinerary here that Dave drew up. I didn't. So it's not it's, an itinerary. It's colour-coded and there's a lot of numbers. We're <laughs> <laughs> working back from Rain Man. Uh, Cissé didn't attend a one-on-one meeting with Steve McLaren. Yeah, uh, that was something that was reported in the mail, I think. And basically he wanted to, to have a conversation with each of the senior senior players mm. and uh Cissé didn't attend they ha- he has had he has since had one but his timekeeping is an issue i think that's just an attitude problem and i think that's partly because we've just signed alexander mitrovic yeah. and we played ayose perez quite a lot last season but so. there's no secret to Cissé that we or well not we but the club want him out yeah i think he's do you think he'll be here after christmas yeah i don't think there'll be suitors but, you know, I could see a world where we go for Charlie Austin and get rid of Cissé. I can see a world where we go after that uh, Charlie Austin at the end of the season, but I'd be surprised if I think with the Euros coming up, Austin will move in January. I think we'll... Our traditional stance of assuming we can waltz in and get a player and then realising other clubs are willing to pay more. But it's just been proven that nobody was willing to pay the 15. So if he goes in... In January, is he going to go for... I think if you're a struggling... If you're a slightly underachieving Premier League team in the winter transfer window and there's a striker mm. you can get who will guarantee you goals and possibly staying up with the TV money, someone someone who's underperforming in sort of December, January, they'll pay the money for Charlie Austin, I think. Yeah, He'll perhaps. move for the Euros... It's sort of but I don't think we need timing. to. I, I think if if we're going to go after Austin, I don't think we're in a position where we have to sell to buy, because we're not going to get a lot of money for Cissé. It'll be like what it's three, the wage to, three to five million. Think, but even it? then, he's only on like fifty, sixty thousand a year, and we'll be because of the money that a we. Year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Now, um, the money that we're going to spend on Austin, if we do get him, if we do go after him, we'll be. He'll be on decent wages and we'll pay a bit for yeah. him, but it's still not going to break our bank. Cause no, I think let's. it'd be nice to see Mitrovic have a game against a normal team. What, well, Watford that, well, would have been perfect. Well, but this it's run of be... three games would have been pretty good yeah. for him, but he, he can't play against Chef Wednesday because no, no, the suspension no. counts. Yeah. But he'll yeah. be back for Chelsea. Speaking of which, we should move on quickly. So the next 
four games. Watford at home, Sheffield Wednesday in the Cup at home, Chelsea at home. Three home games in a row. Yeah. And then Man City away. Realistically, disregarding the Sheffield Wednesday game, how many points do you think we should or could get? Should get? Three. Could get three. I think I, we could I, get four. I think I yeah. think we'll beat Watford. Yeah. I'm confident against I think Watford. this current Chelsea team we could draw against. We're not they've got a terrible record at St James's. They do, and that'll play on them. And, uh, and they got, are looking dog shit. They at are. The I mean, I know they beat um Tel Aviv, Maccabi Tel Aviv last fixture, but it's just it's not that's like we could beat we could put four past them now, even yeah. though we're we're bereft of confidence. You've got Let's hope. Yeah, their next game though is Arsenal. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, that that'll be intriguing because if if Arsenal frustrate Chelsea and Chelsea play well, they'll come out the traps against us. But if if Arsenal if Chelsea don't perform against Arsenal, they'll come to us with under more pressure than we're under. And then Man City, I can't see us getting anything at Man no, City. I don't think anyone. No, I'd write it's... that one off and just put it down to a learning experience for yeah. Mitrovic. <laughs> this is how you play a game without scything through somebody, yeah. Which is probably what he needs. I, I, I would be telling him, this is how you can wind up an opposition player without fouling him. Just every time he buffets into you and stuff like that, just hit the deck. Just hit the deck. And just that'll wind up the, the, the fans, the players, and all the rest of it. They'll get annoyed at you. As long as you don't like... You know, go looking for a penalty or something like that. You're not going to get done for simulation if you just go down easy. Yeah, I think. Well, we're all looking forward to seeing Mitrovic. Yeah, actually play. Yeah, uh, I think. Anything else to cover that we've missed? Uh, a couple of the young lads have gone on uh, gone on loan to Carlisle, which will be good. Um, Are Carlisle officially our feeder club now. We've there got was... one of the, we've got one of those weird relationships. It's yeah. like them and Gateshead. It's if anybody like if if we're going to send a kid out on loan, but we want to keep him in the area and keep him training it with us, we'll send him to Gateshead and Carlisle. Uh, it's just see. it's just local, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's. Is that pretty much everything? Are you sure? Because you're well, the host. Our... I mean, I, I, I'll see to your better knowledge. Look, I you... didn't know I was the host till a minute before we came on. <laughs> well, I think I performed admirably under the circumstances. Right. Predictions for Watford at home, then. Scores. I'm going to say 2-0. I can't go for the same score as you, but I'm going to say 2-1. Okay. And Fergus will go 1-1 because, yeah. you know, he's a prick. Uh, Charlie will go 7-0. So, yeah, I think we're we're all quite positive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I need to do. Shall I do the traditional Fergus meltdown at having to read the? Yeah, if you if you could do it in a, in the the same Dalek, Dalek. Voice, that'd be good. Okay, so we're teaming up with Ladbrokes to bring you some exclusive betting odds and offers that we've wrangled out of them for you. <laughs> Follow the links on the show's description, our Facebook page and Twitter feed, and our mini pod at the end of the week with some tips and exclusive odds for you. For starters, there was a free bet of up to £50 when you entered the code LAD50. Also, as an aside, if you like the Ladbrooks Life advert, you are an awful person. <laughs> right. Uh, Not a lie. Is I that think it? that's everything, yes. Uh, well, Dave Watson, thank you very much. Thank you, Paul Doolin. And tune in next week. And yeah, follow a, us on Twitter. It's Thursday again next week. Yes. Uh, so, so sorry for the it delay. It should be out on Friday. So I know, what, some, you, some of you have been strung out listening to old episodes. <laughs> like just, Smack Addicts. <laughs> just stay in on a Friday night and listen to us. That'll be it's much more exciting than the It's the perfect way to spend a Friday. Yeah.
Yeah. With your cock in your hand. Okay, Dave, you've ruined the no, whole... Okay. You've ruined the last hour. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you very much, Dave Watson. Oh, well, okay, thanks again. Okay, if we're going to do that, you've ruined it. Oh, bye. I've done a Fergus. Yeah, you've meltdown. Thank you, bye. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Labrooks are kindly supporting this podcast by giving you up to £50 of free bets when you sign up and enter the promo code LAD50. Just click the link in the podcast description to get it now. Sports Social Podcast Network.